talk about it. You want to talk about it? No, I don't. Do not. I do not. Literally, Let's. this is the exact reason why we have a show is to talk about it. Right? I, all right. Fine. But I, I, I honestly, I don't know how many more times I can watch my team lose within the last 10 seconds of a game. Nebraska's done it four times now. You know, it could be worse. You could lose well before 10 seconds are left. Well, that's true. But, but as you described to me earlier, your philosophy is it's better to be blown out. It's better be blown out. Yeah. Uh, let me say right now, I mean, uh, even just going back to the NFL week that was, I appreciated that the Lions got completely uh, uh, blown out by the Cardinals, yeah. right? Because I didn't have to watch the second half of the game. Yeah. Well, Because I was done. I'm watching Nebraska. I'm like, okay, they lost three, three games, and we're trying to exercise this demon against Wisconsin, who's just been handing our butts, butts. to us for years. And I do feel good about this. At least... We could exercise the demon against Wisconsin, who at least we weren't getting beat 77 to 10, like what was happening with Pelini. But it still doesn't, I mean, it was even worse because Wisconsin hits the upright with a minute left in the game and misses. And then Nebraska cannot get a first down, and they get the ball back again, and he hits the upright again, and it goes in. (laughs) You know what I call that? Sweet. Bad luck. Sweet justice. (laughs) I mean, here's the deal, though. I mean, to, and you can you can attest to this. Uh, a loss, a, a single digit loss to Wisconsin counts totally different than getting blown out at Wisconsin. So totally, well, it. I oh would wait, s- it, does, it I counts would, exactly the same. It does, but I would say this: that the that the mental uh, toll on your team is much better when you're like, we could have won the game rather than we are not even in their same class of teams. We look like we're playing seven players against their 11, which is what it looked like when Pelini was still there. Well, I would just say that uh, my Twitter blew up a little bit with Husker Nation on Saturday when I tweeted really? out. Really? When I tweeted out, you guys, to be fair, Nebraska did hire Mike Riley because they were tired of going 9-3 and three every year. Yeah, but you know what? That's been repeated like a million times by everybody. You just wrote a Carlos Mencia joke. They That's what you stole, did. He stole it from me. Yeah. Obviously. Because yeah. I've been saying that since before the season started when I already knew they would be a complete you, you train just wreck. Did the, you just did the equivalent of that joke about like, so they want to put up a, a big wall to, to block off yeah. the United States from Mexico. But who's going to build who's it, Who's going to build that wall? Who's going to build it? That's the joke you just made. Wow. You are um, literally Captain Obvious right now. The cool part about the difference is... Nebraska is still two and four at the end of the day. <laughs> well, that's true, uh, and then that's compounded by the Chiefs playing against Jay Cutler hey. at home. Not only, not only do I have to watch Jamal Charles get carded off for the second time in his career, out uh, for the season, our best player. That hurt. That hurt me actually. I actually, I actually had a moment where I felt bad for you, so I know it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, then we let Jay Cutler come back, and on the last play of the game, well, second to last play of the game, the, he fumbles the snap is falling down as a guy is falling on top of him, and he throws it right to the wide receiver. Uh, Jay Cutler is known as being a great quarterback who makes only good decisions <laughs> and has many comebacks. Oh, so that's gonna... I needed that one. Oh, that was good. Oh, After geez. that weekend I had. <laughs> no, but at least your Royals you know, pulled uh, through. Oh, geez. You got lucky. You uh, are surviving. As we record this goodness. right now, uh, the goodness. Wednesday game has not happened. Um. I didn't. The we Royals don't know what's going to happen in Game Five. They are warriors. They do not quit, and there was not one lucky play in there. Now, having just you just showed me the the final couple innings again before uh-huh. we recorded this, I 
even though I knew the final score, I thought the game was over. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, Rasmus hit that home run because to Houston, go up 6-2. That two. crowd was insane. That crowd with two innings to go, there's no reason they would have thought the game wasn't over. They were shooting their six shooters up in the air, boo, 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 like Yosemite Sam, boo, 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 game hey, over. And you know what? Uh, just like the mud flaps with Yosemite Sam, the Royals said, back off, Back Barman. off. <laughs> That's they said, I discern it. Goodness. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, uh, uh, this was, with, with the one notable exception between our teams who are existing right now, which would be the Michigan Wolverines. Man, Michigan is on three fire, dude. shutouts in a row, two of them against ranked teams. Now, you have your big Sparty matchup this week, which we will break down later. Woo! And I have a serious question to ask you about this, and, and I think it'll be interesting for you to answer it. Fair enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but it was, it was the miserable week that was. You know, the Chiefs could not have been much worse. The Lions could not have been much worse. Nebraska, Nebraska plays just, just good enough to lose every week now. Are they going to be bowl eligible? We'll talk about this. I soon. don't know. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll we pretty much said too. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we got that talking about. We got baseball playoffs to talk about. We've got Walking Dead's backs episode. Oh, by the way, hey, everybody. <laughs> Before I even forget to mention it, you're listening to episode 110 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And gosh, I, I'm just breaking it down. This is a terrible week Dude, for Ray's both of doing us. the robot. He's literally breaking it down right now. Oh, now he's doing the, the nay nay. Oh, now he's doing the Harlem shuffle. Now I'm doing the Carlton. The Carlton. What about those Jaleel White commercials that are out? I kind of like them. Uh, super creepy. They're really wrong. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'm excited to see Jaleel White get any work at all. Oh, speaking of which. You, uh, get that man a roll. You don't watch The Leftovers, huh? I, I gave up, yeah. I love that show, The Leftovers. Here's what's funny, though. Season two started last week, right? And there's they're in this new town, and the whole premise of this season is they all moved to this town called Miracle, where no one was taken. Oh. It's a, the, if you don't watch The Leftovers, it's a show about where the rapture happens. So 10% or 5% of the world just disappears. Right. They don't die. They're just gone. They literally fall. There's, their clothes are still there. They are gone. Anyway, this next season, there's a guy that supposedly is using like finger paints to like uh, predict people's future and stuff. You put your handprint in the finger paint, and he predicts your future. Wow. And uh, he's in this town, Miracle, where uh, no one got taken. Hey, I believe in miracles. And so this guy that is, yes. is quote-unquote psychic... Uh, I'm sitting there looking at him going, he kind of looks like Theo from the Cosby show. Uh, Malcolm Jamal Warner? It wasn't Malcolm Jamal Warner, but it was the character that was basically supposed to be the next Theo from Family Matters. Oh, okay. The brother, the older brother that looked like Theo. He did look a lot like Theo. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but uh, he did look a lot like Theo. But with shorter hair. But I guess Theo back then also had shorter hair. Right. So. That? Anyway, that's the guy from uh, the Leftovers this next season. I was like, I was like, wow, he has more range than I thought. Because on, on, on Family Matters, he's just like, what? Huh? He was like, kind of played the dumb brother. Brent, I'd like to congratulate us right now. Yeah. We just had a little mini conversation about the Cosby show and no references to that. Yeah. Good job, us. We're not going to get any better than that. That's right. So let's come back. We're going to talk a little sports ball action after three seconds of Rick James. Well, despite our better judgment, we're going to talk about NFL Week 5. The week that wasn't. I'm almost ready for the Chiefs to just just lose every game so they could draft a quarterback. Say, are you ready for the draft? Quarterback or running back. <laughs> As a Lions fan, I'm excited for this Because they're clearly draft. not going to be win enough games to be competitive right now, especially without Jamal Charles. Uh, well, you know? Especially when you got rough teams. I'm not cheering for my team to lose. Don't schedule. get don't get it twisted, Ray. I'm not cheering for them to lose. I never do. But it wouldn't be the worst thing for the franchise if they got a really high draft pick. <laughs> well, sure. Uh, and with Jamal Charles going, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we open what? up with You our... don't believe in Sharkhandrick Lewis? You don't believe in Sharkhandrick no, Lewis. No, I believe he's okay, but I believe that he's not going to do as well. 
as far as leading the team to victories, he's not a, a dynamic playmaker like Jamal Charles. You know how they, I you know how I know he's not as a dynamic a play caller as our play runner. You've never heard Charles? of him. Ever? I've never heard of him until yeah, this week. Thank you. That's how I know. Yeah. <laughs> Beat me to the punch. Uh, so week one starts with Thursday night matchup. Your favorite game of the week. The Indianapolis Colts led by oh, 92-year-old rem- Matt Hasselbeck. What a horrible weekend. I, yeah, don't remind me, Ray, that I took. I saw that Andrew Luck wasn't playing. And I was like, you know what? Houston can't be bad enough to lose to. to and <laughs> Matt Hasselbeck. At home. Houston. Okay, Houston's at home. There, there's no Andrew Luck. Oh, Matt Hasselbeck, by the way, has food poisoning. And he's in the. He's getting IVs in his body until 2 a.m. on Sunday. Or on 2, 2 a.m. on Thursday. It's not possible that they're bad enough to lose to Indy in that case, is it? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It turns out. Man. 27-20. Th- look, could it be, though, that we, we didn't really talk about this team when we talked about our worst teams in the NFL last week? This could be the worst team in the NFL. They're pretty bad. And, however, Bill O'Brien will tell you he has two Pro Bowl quality quarterbacks. <laughs> In uh, Ryan Mallett, he and has Ryan two Hoyer. Pro Bowl Arena League <laughs> quarterbacks. He has two professional quarterbacks on his roster. I literally have two quarterbacks that are being paid on my roster. <laughs> that is correct. Oh my! You know, you know what uh, Herm Edwards always used to say: If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. You don't have any quarterbacks. Hey, you know what else you say? That ain't good. It ain't good. That ain't good. You know what happens good after three a.m.? You got two quarterbacks. You have zero. That ain't good. You, you know what happens good after three a.m. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, after three a.m., that ain't good. So you've used your second strike. You in pressing, our league. You pressing send on a, on text. Bad idea. That ain't good. Bad idea, jeans. <laughs> uh, are, yes. you, are you buying back into the survivor I don't pool? Know. It's going to be like fifty bucks now. I Mo- probably, Monopoly money. Of my course. pride probably will make me buy in again. Oh, that's more money for me. Yeah, it could be. Well, luckily we're chopping it, right? Uh, no. Ben I don't, I don't and Ray this chopping in the tree. All our fantasy money. And That's actually that a good Pretty rhyme. good, yeah. <laughs> uh, almost convinced me. Uh, I said, let's wait a couple weeks and then talk about chopping. I've seen all I need to see now. <laughs> well, what if next week you get you get t- taken out and then we both have two strikes? Then we could talk about it again. Well, then I'm probably done. Really? You're not going to? Oh, yeah. I don't okay. think so. All right. So, yes, I would love well, then to. Then you would love to chop? <laughs> yes, I would. So what we're saying is there's going to be, ain't going to be no chop. There ain't going to be no chop. Ain't going to be no chop. Except for pork. What about a rematch for Rock? There'll be no rematch. Ain't gonna be no rematch. So uh, let's let's break down the numbers here, uh, uh, or the rest of the games. Arizona takes it to my Detroit Lions. That Arizona team is scary good. I'm Jeez. re-amending my Super Bowl pick. Arizona's going to the Super Bowl this year. They're that good. I will say if... Are you not worried about their running game at all? No, because Andre Ellington's been hurt, and Chris Johnson is like second in the league in rushing right now. Okay. Chris freaking off the street Johnson. Did Chris, you... we caught him at a Long John Silver's <laughs> frying hush puppies Johnson. I mean, their their defense looks legit. That's for real, and uh, uh, Carson Palmer looks great. If he can stay healthy. Always. Well, that's the case of every team. I, well, but he's a little more injury prone than some quarterbacks. Let's say that. Well, he had a major injury last year. And so. he's also how old? Like 34? 38, I think. He's very old. If he's that old, I mean, that's a little scary. Tom Brady's pretty much, you know, up there yeah. as well. But Tom Brady, you're not allowed to touch him. So, Oh, I, I forgot. It's always a penalty to breathe <laughs> near him. 
Uh, yeah, there's really not much to say about this. My team was done by the half. It was 28-7. We committed five turnovers in the first half, and I'll, one of them got called back, but it didn't matter. I was like, texting you during the game, and I was actually happy. I was like, oh, Detroit's up. You know, because I... They look good. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of didn't want you to be right about uh, Arizona. You no. know? But uh, I, I got to say right now... Although, uh, you know, I'll, I guess I'll take you to task a little bit. You were telling me last year how, like, well... We only lost to Arizona because we played in Arizona. That's correct. <laughs> but then we, we all were also playing their third-string quarterback at that point, too. So they did it on, like, one drive against us. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Arizona's better. I'll say right now, better this year than last year. Yeah. And they're they're scary. Uh, the fact they lost the game just, I think, pissed them off last week. And they I'll came put out this like out there. Fire. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl. I think, they're, okay. I think they've got some, some, some weaknesses that I think will be exploited later you on in what? the season. When we meet up with Neil Gargiulo again... Mm-hmm. Uh, after week eight, and we do our halfway kind of a, a repicks right. or what have you, or looking back on it, if we have a chance to reamend our Super Bowl pick, I will tell you right now, Arizona's going to the Super Bowl. I probably will still take Kansas City to win the AFC West. Oh. I take them to finish higher than the raid. Oh, gosh. Uh. In any case, moving along, we had three <laughs> overtime games. We had Atlanta over Washington, Cleveland Browns over Baltimore. What how a shocker. Bad, how bad is how bad are how bad is Baltimore's Baltimore? got nothing, man. Yeah. And then uh, Cincinnati Bengals coming from 17 down late to beat Seattle. Who Remember when I said they're not that good? Seattle should be 1-4 right now if it wasn't wow. for a, a, a well, terrible they should, ref job. But they should have won that game, too. That's the game they should have won. They, they should, should have lost have. another one. So they're probably about exactly where they should be, 2-3. Two and, two three. and three. Yeah. Uh, Remember when you guys told me Seattle was a slam dunk this year to win the West? Well, I would just say, no, I still don't believe in them. We'll, we'll see. They still, they still could be really good what has seattle shown you this year that tells you that they're going to be really good well first of all camp chancellor missed like the first two games he did and now marshawn lynch has been out for like three games he did so those guys both come back then we'll talk their only two wins are again at home against the bears and the lions well the bears are combined two and eight bears are well the lions almost beat san diego is really good according to you that's so, correct yeah i like san diego hey monday night aside <laughs> they were one play away from being three and two I mean, I don't take anything away. I think that's a decent team. You this, mistake- is your, this is your Jets from last year. You're just going to keep saying they're good all the way to 7-9. and nine. You're going to keep saying they're good, right? 7-9 is a decent team. That's not good, though. 8-8 eight eight is good. 8-8 eight 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 is okay. 8-8 eight eight makes the playoffs sometimes. 9-7 and seven is okay. 10-6 and six is good. 10-6 is very good. You got to be really good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, not much to add from those three. I mean, Atlanta should have beat Washington and was struggled the entire game. Like, ooh, ooh, well, Washington was nervous. up early, and then it was back and forth. Yeah, but then Atlanta kind of powered through at the end. And then that they pick did. six at the end won me a fantasy uh, league, so I was very happy. I was going to say, that probably won somebody a league. It won me uh, by one point. What's up, everybody? Uh, Green Bay over St. Louis, yawn. Aaron Rodgers gets picked well, off twice at home. That was this, the only this thing This is just come another example game. of how Jekyll and Hyde all these teams are this year, except for like Green Bay and New England. St. Louis looked like gangbusters last week, and then this week they looked terrible. They're yeah, like, but has Green Bay played all six games at home? Does it not feel like they've played every game like at home they, this they year? Won, they played like one road game. It does. I think they played two road games in six, but my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> this team, they're going to get off to a 10-0 well, start with 10 home games. They're not going to get too many games at home with the snow later. Uh, that is correct. I'm sure there'll be snow when we play them, though. They'll pump it in. Yeah. Uh, we got to talk about your boys. Can't what say. happened there? That was another one. A lot of sur- survivor pools went down with that game. They were up. They're up. Uh, I thought they had it in hand. I know they're up seventeen to seven, and they got a field goal, like a thirty-yard field goal block. If they make that field goal, it's uh, no. They're they're up to twenty to seven, and if they make that field goal, they're up by more than two touchdowns, and then the game's over. And then oh, hold on, so there's a knock at the door. 
Oh, yes. Oh, it's the wings delivery guy. No, you want Jay Cutler's house. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler's house. Yeah. Because he gets wings. Alshon, Je- he, has a, he has a sling on his arm. Alshon. Done. Okay. <laughs> he has a bad wing. Really? That's, that's where you're going with that? That's right. Okay. You know what? Why not? Uh, the New Orleans Saints got their butts handed to them by the Phil- my Philadelphia Eagles, ladies and gentlemen. Two and fin- three Philly. Their, os- their offense finally showed up, huh? How? Oh, my gosh. They showed up in a big way, but I have a feeling against the Saints this year, there's going to be a lot of offenses showing up in a big way. I think when we play the Saints on Monday Night Football, what there? I have two games left this year, basically, that could redeem the season for as bad as it's been. That's KC in London and Monday Night Football against New Orleans, my wife's favorite team. If we can win those two games, at least I could take some moral victory out of the year it's sort of like those michigan years where we would lose to notre dame sparty and ohio state in the same year there's no solace it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you go nine and three there's no good coming yeah. out of that at least if we can win a couple of these matchups i could be like okay well, yeah. at least we did that but I, we hey, might put 40 on them on monday let's, night let's feel good about this right at least at least we didn't make that that bet with jason mcclain this year that our teams would have a certain number of wins <sighs> that was at that time it was a combined i think 14 wins, 15 wins, something like that. And the Lions won like 10 games yeah. that year and made it a moot point. Yeah. It was pretty good. So we have Buffalo. How about your boy, Tyrod Taylor, He's single-handedly winning the game. He's my boy. Yeah. I love me some him. Tyrod Taylor. You can have him. And then when he, when he does a implosion, when they get almost in the playoffs. He was basically terrible all game and still put up 24 fantasy points and won the yeah, game he's single-handedly not a good at the end. He's a stat machine. Uh, he's a winner. Doesn't, doesn't really? What is the Bills' record? Uh, they won 14-13 to 13 well, on the is, road at Tennessee. What is the, what is the team's record? I do believe it's 2-3 and three right now. Okay, so that's not a winner. That's a losing um, record. He's a winner. Well, he will be injured, so we'll see what happens when he's outed. And uh, uh, what's-his-name is playing for him? E.J. Manuel's playing for him. E.J. Manuel. Gotta love him. I thought that guy was going to be good when he came out. I'll, I'll be honest, out of college, I thought he had he had the chance to be good, and I guess he's just not. You know what? I, I, I thought he might be good. And he and got then beat what, up by Tyrod Taylor, so when apparently I, he's not. When I saw him with that pencil-thin mustache, I go, uh-oh, this guy might not be good. <laughs> that's all. That's all it took for me to not believe in him anymore. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Jacksonville. That's a thing that happened. 38-31 in an actual exciting game. Your boy, Peyton Manning in Denver. Still undefeated, goes over and beats Oakland sixteen to ten. Hey, what? In I, heard, I heard the Oakland fans talking. They were saying Denver is not very good. They're not very good. That defense is good, and Peyton Manning won't make, doesn't make mistakes. And That's it, it. Yeah, and they can't run the ball. They cannot run the CJ Anderson. Gary remember? Kubiak said, "I'm going to run the ball." I'm going to point it out every single week when I said CJ Anderson being drafted in the first round was a mistake of for legend. Mm-hmm. So far, I'm still feeling pretty good about that statement. Yeah, uh, New England whoops up on Dallas. That was my survivor pool pick of the week. I said, you give them the bye week and coming off against Brandon Whedon. If the Patriots, this, this isn't just a guaranteed Patriots victory. I don't know what is. And figuring there was going to be a few upsets this week, I decided to go with the sure thing this week. Good job, me, still alive. The Giants come from behind with 20 seconds to go and beat the 49ers. The Giants are in first place in the NFC East right now with a 3-2 and two record. It's, it's very interesting because I've heard some people say that the Giants should be like 6-0, and oh, and I've heard some people say they should be like 2-4. and four. Yeah, they're not great. But some you'll hear some people say they should they should have a really good record. They, they're yeah. they're a very uh, polarizing team right now. Well, they've had the lead in the fourth quarter of I believe like every game this year. Maybe yeah. save one and they've they blown were, it. I think they said uh, earlier in the season they were like one of very few teams to lose like ten point leads in the fourth quarter to the first yeah. two weeks of the season. They did it, yeah, twice. 
So, I mean, uh, uh, who knows what's going on with that team? Remember, Eli Manning blew it in week one by throwing that ball away uh, when he should have taken the sack? He did the Nebraska thing from that other game a couple of weeks ago. Or did Same Nebraska thing. do the Eli thing? No. Well, Nebraska did the Eli thing. Oh, okay. Eli did it first. And he's a champion. He is a two-time champion. Got to give it to him. And then a Monday Night Football, Michael Vick. Michael Vick and uh, Phillip Rivers both did not look that good. Uh, just I'll watching this, it. This, I just, is, this is the only thing I want to say about this game. It was back and forth. Pittsburgh kind of got screwed by the clock operator. Didn't turn out that it mattered. But five seconds left. Mike Tomlin, who yours truly criticized heavily for his overtime gaffes, yep. showed the intestinal fortitude to go for it. Go for the Going win five seconds it. left. And they got it. And he got it. Now, by- if he had not gotten it, then he would still be getting sc- Raked over the coals by me. Yeah. But I'll give him credit. He did it. He had a good play. And, he, of course, give it to Le'Veon Bell. Maybe somebody could have done something like that at the end of the Super Bowl. You know, same type of play. Yeah, it wasn't five seconds left. If it's the Super Bowl, does yeah. Mike Tomlin make that same call? Uh, oh, my I think goodness. he does. I think he does. That's just scary. What? You know what? He knows how to use his best player. You know what? Yes. Give him credit. Give that whole team credit. Give Vic credit, even though I'm loath to say anything good about Michael You said Vic. you love him. I did not say that. You said it was shocking how good he is. I did not say that either. I couldn't said, believe how bad he looked until said, about 10 minutes to go. You said, I didn't think I had a dog in this race, but now I do. Oh, it's Michael wow. Dick. Wow, that just happened, ladies and gentlemen. You said he's killing it. Really? You said, I, if there's anyone else I want to dog fight, I don't know who it is. Wow. <laughs> wow. What is, what is wrong? That's all, really bad. that's all staying in, too. Of course. Keep it. Keep it oh, all. my gosh. <laughs> Michael Vick, ladies and gentlemen. I, you didn't even get when I said it. He was shocking. Nope, nope. That one I caught after the fact. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Ray, I can't watch too many more sports. I might have to just... From now on, it's just women's bowling and women's volleyball. That's well, all I can watch. We'll, we'll get into that in the final segment. Um, so tell me this, Brent. Uh, if you did buy back into Survivor Pool, mh- who are you taking? Oh, boy. Okay, let me look real quick. Because there's a couple of matchups, and then there's the one I think I'm so going to go So whoever it is, Ray, assure me you do not want to take whoever I tell you. That is I correct. I got to say, I'm, am I or am I not usually a really good picker of games? I mean, uh, You're fairly I, decent. I'm horrible this year. Yeah, I think everybody's horrible yeah, this maybe, year. Yeah, maybe that's what I it had is. one week where I picked four out of uh, 16 games correct. So, I mean, that was week two where everybody was wrong about everything. Things happen in this NFL. Crazy things all right, Ray, I'm going to be really serious with you right now. Uh-oh. And this is an Guys, absolute bring the lights down 100% here. ironclad lock pick Uh-oh. for this week. You're making me nervous. It's got to be. Yes. Your no. Detroit no, Lions. Stop Get it. off the schneid. Go to 1-5. and five. They will not go to 0-6. It's not possible against Jay Cutler. I was going Jay to... Cutler can only beat the AFC West, apparently. I was going to say your Detroit Lions, but now that you've said it, that means it can't possibly be correct. Uh-oh. So I might have to change my pick right now. Right now, my pick is locked in at your Detroit Lions over Chicago. I, that's the only one I'm really comfortable oh, in saying. Like, wow. There's one other game that you might take. Like my, my, my criteria is always, if I had to bet my whole paycheck for a month, and that's the only one I could be like, okay, I guess I would, if I had to, it'd right. be that game. Right. There is one other game. It's Green Bay at home against San Diego, who's playing on a short week. Green Bay at home again. In oh, Green six. Bay against San I didn't even see that game. That was I game think that's there. a better game just because uh, you're a little worried about Detroit. They're psyche. They're a 0 yeah, 5. You got to save a couple Matt of those. Matt Stafford got benched last week. You got to save a couple of those games like when Detroit plays at Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you know, you don't just want to blow out all your good teams, but it's like, when else am I going to be picking the Lions this entire season? 
Aren't you worried about how Matt Stafford got benched last week? Uh, no. He got benched to stop him from getting injured, and because that game was way out of reach anyway. I'm a little curious, too. I mean, does this mean that they also need to buy a new bench? Because he was usually not sitting on it. Wow. Wow, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I might have to go change my pick after you said Detroit. So now okay. you've got me. Now you've got me second guessing myself, Uh-oh. all manner yeah, of speaking. Let's do it. Second yes. guess. In any case, let's come back and talk a little college after three seconds of Ricky Martin. To make you take your clothes off and go dancing in the rain. To make you live a crazy life, or she'll take away your pain like a bullet to your brain. So, Brent, uh, picture if you will a college football team that's two and four right now. That only has been down in their games a combined 42 seconds all year long. Yeah. That would be your Nebraska Cornhuskers right yeah, now. correct. What is going on? Sell me on Mike Riley. You were so high on him before the season started. You cannot be feeling good right now. I don't feel good because we, we keep losing all these really close games. I will say this, though. He doesn't have the type of quarterback that, he's, you know, that he wants to have at quarterback. Has Nebraska ever had a good uh, quarterback? Yeah. Vince Ferragamo. What year was that? <laughs> Last year. Oh. Years ago. Um, <laughs> you mean a, a good pro quarterback or a good college quarterback? A good well, a guy who isn't going to run Tom, the ball up the middle every play. Because Tommy Frazier was fine. Tommy Frazier was fine. Air Crouch won the Heisman. But he also never he could never play a down in the NFL. I'm looking for like uh, real talent. Brooke Berenger was going to get drafted by the NFL and died in a plane crash the night before the draft. So he, uh, did, he didn't get drafted? He did not get drafted. As it turns yeah, out, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, Smart move, NFL scouts. I mean, but to be fair, they don't they don't usually recruit. Uh, historically, Nebraska been an option team or a, a run a running maybe team. Maybe it's time to get with the twenty first well, century hey, and get a real quarterback in there. And we have a kid named Patrick O'Brien. From, Sounds like a Nebraska from, player from Southern California. Interesting. Yeah, he's throwing for a million yards. He's a you know when you get that guy in there and you get the thing that concerns me a little bit is. There's been some bad clock management at the end of the game and just kind of lack of common sense. And with, a, with an experienced staff like Mike Riley has, I would have hoped that they would have been able to coach up the players in those situations a little better than that. That's what concerns me. You say now, all the time a team that loses, when it comes down to it, yeah. is a bad team. Yeah, sure. We can call Nebraska are, a bad team right now. At this point, they are a bad team because you are what your record says it is. And if you can't finish out games, you're not a good team. And you also are what you eat. Uh, literally, yeah. yeah. Until it turns into chemically turns into something else. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, tell me what what Nebraska right now two and four they all Big Ten schedule coming up. Yeah. Give me their final record well, right look, now. Do you want to look ahead for a sec? Look, let's look at. Their, I don't even know what it is, but I'm curious their, what you think. Let's look at their schedule. I mean, honestly, at this point, I, it's hard for me to even guess who. If they can lose to Illinois, they could lose to anybody, right? Although. We played with Wisconsin, which has a very good defense, and we should have won the game. So that makes and we we played with BYU, who was a pretty good team. Except you guys took it to them later, but that was with their backup quarterback. That explains um, the zero points and hundred five total yards <laughs> they put on the board. <laughs> that was embarrassing. It could have something to do with our defense. I think that at was some the point. beginning of the end of BYU's season, where they're like, "Yeah, we're good." Uh, maybe not. Um, at least they did Nebraska okay. before leaving the season. Here's the deal: another team they 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 would love to exercise the demon because they lost them the last two years in a row. Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota sneaky. At Minnesota. Oh, they're yeah. going to be looking for blood. I t- that could be another loss. And then uh, then they have Northwestern at home. That, <laughs> despite what Michigan did to them, that team is very good. Yeah, but we're playing at home. Okay. Uh, then we're at Purdue. We should beat Purdue. You should beat Purdue. We have Sparty at home. 
That's a loss. Uh, I will say it's probably a loss, but Sparty's not playing very well. They are not, but they are going to play up to their level of competition. Sure. I think it is a well, lot. Well, then to they do won't play that. very well. They're playing Nebraska. Yes, that's true. Thank huh? you. <laughs> at Rutgers, uh, who, uh, know, who knows? With I Rutgers think we should. This year. I think they're pretty terrible. Iowa at home. I I told my friend the other day he was talking trash. My friend who's an Iowa fan, I said, you know what? I got nothing else to look forward to. I just look forward to Nebraska losing a bunch of games and Iowa staying undefeated and then Nebraska ruining their season the day after Thanksgiving. So based on those six games, they're two and four right now. What's the final record? Uh, Does it get better than five I and seven? I think they're going to beat Minnesota this week. I think okay. they, they, they've gotten kind of unlucky in those games. They played, made bad mistakes. Once too. or twice, I think you're unlucky. Four times, <laughs> I think it's a trend. <laughs> okay. Minnesota, I'm going to say we win. I'm going to say... We'll win one of those games between Minnesota and Northwestern. Fair enough. Fair so enough. Three and five. We beat Purdue. Four and four five. and five. Probably lose to Michigan State. Four and six. Four and six. And then I think we could beat oh. Rutgers and Iowa. Six and six. Oh, that's a lot of ifs. Yeah. You might not be bowl eligible. They this might year. not be. I, I'm I'm willing to acknowledge that, Ray. Now, are we willing to say right now that firing Bo Pelini was the worst mistake in the history since no. Bill Callahan? No, I, I still think our team is a, is going to be a better team long term without without Bo Pelini. Based on what? Based on what that you're seeing this year, do you think based this on, team is going to be better? Based on uh, last year when we would get down 23 nothing in Miami, we would have gotten beat probably 60 to nothing. Okay. Uh, we came back and forced overtime. Uh, based on us always getting destroyed by Wisconsin and us leading until five seconds left in the game against okay. Wisconsin. Okay. That's the two things I would say. Um, the, like I said, the time management thing at the end of the games is a little concerning, and also the fact that they can't seem to decide which running back's going to run on a week-to-week basis. A team That's, with no uh, identity is always a, a yeah. bad uh yeah. Poorly run team. And he's really still trying to the, – the thing that's worked best in Nebraska's offense is when Tommy Armstrong rolls out and he either passes it or runs it, and they seem very uh, tentative about using that play. They, you know, I feel like they could have just run that play. To counterpoint what you're saying, yeah. though, a team that has meltdowns late seemingly every single week and has poor clock management, both of those things yeah. speak to one thing and one thing only. Yeah. Bad coaching. Okay. But would you – which team is better, though, Ray? The team that loses 77 to 10 or the team that loses at the last minute? I'm saying that I still say the team that loses at the last minute is a better team because they won most of the game. The other team won none of the game. What I would say here is that one of those teams is 9 and 3. The other might be 5 and 7. I will take the 9 and 3 team who lost that big blowout the nine every and time. Three, the 9 and 3 team where we didn't play anybody in the first four games either. You're not playing anybody really the second half you, of the season either. No, but I'm saying or, B- in, or here. We, I'm saying when we had Pelini, we, we didn't play BYU last year. We didn't play – well, we did play Miami last year, but that was at home, and we got lucky because Amir Abdullah went crazy in the second half. That was the only reason we won Oh, that you game. mean NFL bust Amir Abdullah? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Lions Detroit fans. Detroit Lions. Lions fans. You guys are idiots. Anyway, <laughs> I'll say I'd it out say, loud. I'd say the chance of them making a bowl right now is about, I'm going to say, 40-60. Oh, that's 3565. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong either. I think we'll know after this week. If they if they go in if and they put drop a, to Minnesota. If they if they if they put a thumping on Minnesota, beat them by 10 points and okay. I say, "Okay, we're on our way maybe." Okay. Uh if they Ten points get, if is they a if they go up there, well, at Minnesota, okay, Minnesota doesn't give up very many points. Minnesota's not even terrible. If so. we lose by 20 points at Minnesota, then yeah. White flag. Fair enough. Well, at least we'll get a great draft pick cuz that's how it works in college. That's how you uh, get Oh. <laughs> well, a school that isn't struggling right now. The University of Michigan Wolverines. How amazing is they this team? Three like, shutouts they, in a row against two like ranked Wolverines. teams. They fight like Wolverines, Ray. That's it. That's what people from Ohio said I about gotta us. I say, the thing that I like best about watching Michigan, and 
their defense is impressive. Dude, but it's crazy good. Especially Shockingly. their defensive backs. Yeah. Their defensive backs are ball hawks, man. I've not been so excited about Michigan. Like, I was basically, well, my passion for Michigan football had been killed by Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez. I, the, killed by it. I've heard this debate earlier this week, too. Clearly, Mike Riley's team is not performing as well as Jim Harbaugh's team. But Harbaugh has some advantages in that Michigan had a better, has had better recruiting classes than Nebraska leading up to this. Harbaugh also comes back as a guy who went to the Super Bowl as a coach and is kind of a conquering hero Michigan man. Literally. Right? So uh, Wait a minute. You're saying Harbaugh had a better recruiting class than Nebraska this year? Because shame on Nebraska because Harbaugh started like four months no, late. No, no, no. I'm talking about the last few years. They have had better – they have – more stars on the field, more like five-star, four-star guys than Nebraska does. It's just that Brady Hoke wasn't able to get the talent out of them, whereas Harbaugh is able to do that. That is correct. Yeah. Michigan will never have a problem with recruiting. Yeah. Even when they were miserable, they were still top 10, top 15, correct. and they're about to be back so, into the top I, five again. I do think it's it's an unfair thing to say, like, well, look at Mike Riley. He's 2-4, and four, and Harbaugh's 5-1. It's like, well, there has there's not as big of a... There, there has to be more selling done by Mike Riley because he's not a Nebraska guy. He comes from a different style of offense, and he, he didn't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Nebraska is one of those classic teams, though. I mean, they are one of the cl- especially from like the yes, 90s. Yes, the and team, stuff. the team is classic. But you shouldn't the, have to but, sell Nebraska. You're, I think no you're way. If, if I'm you not have talking to sell about Nebraska, selling, I'm not talking about you're, selling. You're done. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. Right? I'm not selling, saying selling Nebraska the program. I'm saying getting people to buy into Mike Riley as the coach because there's still plenty of guys. Nobody wanted Brady Hoke to be in there anymore. Right? That is correct. Okay. All, most of the players love Bo Pelini. As bad of a coach as he was in big games, they love Bo Pelini. So he's still fighting against some of those guys that are kind of like not quite 100% on board with Mike Riley. But if you can't, if you can't, if Mike Riley can't convince people to come buy into his program, why would you hire him in the first place? Oregon State's not very good. Where has he been? Have the San get, Diego Chargers right, when he was there? If he Michigan, was an NFL coach if too. If Michigan was 2 and 4 right now, you'd be saying, well, you have to let. Harbaugh get his own recruits in here. That's what you would be saying, and that's what I'm saying. You have to let Mike Riley get his own guys in there um, that he recruited himself, not the guys that Bo Pelini recruited, not the running quarterback that that he's having to use in his past pro-style offense that, he, that continues to throw off his back foot all the time, even though I'm sure he's being coached up not to remember, do that. Remember, Harbaugh's doing this with a quarterback. He didn't recruit anybody. He got this guy transferring from Iowa, Ruddick, yeah. who isn't really that good. He got a game manager. He yes, got a he game did. Manager. He got Alex Smith. Yeah. And so Nebraska has this guy who wants to be a gunslinger, but he's not a gunslinger. Yeah. Oh, he's not. So I'm just saying it's just a, it's just a different buy-in point. It's easier for them to buy in Harbaugh because he's, he's a Michigan guy. I guess, but look at the Michigan. Like Nebraska's had nine and three, eight and four years for the last forever, and Michigan's yeah. had losing seasons. So to say right now that uh, you have uh, a coach, anything that you're saying is like embarrassing you for Nebraska. A, you have a guy coming in from Oregon State where they hadn't been good the last couple years, and they have another guy coming – from the Super Bowl a couple years ago, who was a Michigan guy. I'm just saying it's a lot easier to sell guys on that. Man, I just, you know what? That's 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 what I would say damning for Nebraska right I there. I wouldn't say that at all. I think, I think it's the opposite. It sounds like they're done, folks. I think it's like You heard people... it here from the horse's mouth. Okay. The Cornhuskers are done. Right. They will never be able to compete as long as they stay in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. They're actually going, I heard actually they're going to drop out of the Big Ten, go back to the Big 12, where they can finally be competitive now that Texas stinks. And I heard that uh, Harbaugh, like every other time in his career, will leave in four years. You know what? If he wins a national <laughs> championship, I will not care. Okay. <laughs> I won't be well, happy. Hey, hey, you know what? You're talking big right now. You better beat Michigan State this weekend. We better, but uh, I would... if you don't, here's we're going to have a great conversation next week, Ray. Home game, and Michigan is favored. And you know what else? You also better beat Ohio State, or we're going to have another great conversation. The cool part is we get to have four or five conversations before that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> because here's the deal. If they beat Michigan State, they don't play a whole lot of anybody else between that and Ohio State. Hope they don't have a letdown. It's a free run all the way to Ohio State at home, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'm saying right now, Michigan, if Michigan beats Michigan State on Saturday, mm-hmm. which they are favored to do, there's a very legitimate chance Michigan plays in the national championship bracket. Oh, yeah. I think it's in almost year one of Harbaugh. I, yeah, I agree. I think they are definitely going to be in the national championship game. That's I would shocking. say they will probably Shock. win the championship in the first year wow. with Jake Ruddock as quarterback. And here's the deal. If they do. Wait, am I saying that sarcastically? No, I don't yes, think I so. Am. No, I don't I think am. so. No, I took it as literal as you could say it. <laughs> Jake Ruddick is terrible. He's not good, but they play a really good team. He, that's going to come to. That's going to come. We'll uh, see you against Sparty. Come a calling, Ray. Don't make mistakes. Here's the deal: yeah, if, they, we'll if this just shut every team out, I don't guaranteed know, Sp- national championship. Sparty plays big in big games. They do too, huh? They're motivated. Yeah. But in any case, uh, real quick, we got to talk about Steve Sarkeesian and the old ball coach. Steve Spurrier, both basically getting quit, retired, fired, whatever you want to say. Well, you compare them the directly. Day. Uh, no, but yes, no. <laughs> two totally different situations. Well, two to- not two different, but similar situations. Sark clearly has a problem. Sark, but we knew he yeah, had a problem. Sark they has an addiction, around. and and Steve Spurrier is a quitter. Steve Spurrier, oh, Steve, Steve Spurrier is a front runner and a quitter. Spurrier's getting a pass from all the media right now. And Matt Klein has got a bad shoulder. <laughs> it kind of disgusts me the way Spurrier's getting a pass. If any other college coach went two and four to begin with, with the expectations that Spurrier had, and then just suddenly up and quit and said, "Maybe I'm going to go coach high school or go on ESPN," he'd be being raked over the coals right now. But because it's the all ball coach, because it's Steve Spurrier who everybody loves and is a media hawk. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, well, he was just done. We're good. It's like, it's like Sarah Palin leaving halfway through her first term as Alaska governor. Finish the job of at least what you signed up for, yeah. Steve Spurrier. Yeah, take it's it like a man. It's not cool. You're not good with your own players and your own system. Take it like a man. At least Sarkeesian has an excuse. I have a legitimate problem. <laughs> I'm showing up to practices well, drunk at 8 a.m. He was forced to leave. Well, he was. Well, he was forced. It was weird that they knew he had a drinking problem, but there wasn't a problem until he lost two games in a row. This is Josh Hamilton syndrome all over again. We're going to back a guy who has a problem. We're going to get him all the help he needs until he stops being good. Then we're going to kick him to the curb, and it disgusts me. Well, I said this at the time, Ray. I said when this whole thing happened, you said is this? You said you thought it probably was going to go away, right? Yes. And I said th- I, I was the one who said I don't think this is going. I don't think it should go away. I don't think it will go away. If he has a problem, he's still going to have a problem, and shame on them for not taking care of what, what they need to take care of. Yeah. He's, remember, he came out and said, well, I might go to a couple like A meetings couple or meetings. something. Yeah, well, you know what that means? I'm not going. I'm not going. I'm not going at all, and nobody made him go. So let me ask you this, Ray. If you tell your employer, if you fi- your employer finds out, I yes. have a serious problem. I have a serious okay? addiction and problem. And they basically just ignore it, and then when you have said problem again, oh, well, you're fired. Well, they will. They will do that. You know what I mean? That's the real world, unfortunately. Yeah, but they're also supposed to help you. If they know about your problem, they do not help you. That's almost terms for but a wrongful termination lawsuit. The report coming out, though, was in his game against like Washington State or whichever one he played uh, recently. Arizona State. Arizona State. Arizona State. That's right. Against Arizona State. Um, he was drinking on the, he was drunk on the sidelines. He lines. was drunk on the sidelines. Yeah, they right. smelled booze on his breath. Yeah, interesting. We just said he's an alcoholic. That doesn't mean he just is an alcoholic when he wants to be. But he is are, all the time. There are functional alcoholics, and then there are ones who let it destroy their lives. Obviously, he went from one branch to the other, and all it took was a couple of losses. Uh, maybe he was that way the whole time, and they just kind of like, you know, swept the, you, it's not like USC doesn't do shady stuff from time to time. Yeah. Just disappointed just, in the whole I deal. I just think it's like, I think that Pat Hayden, that was his boy. He hired him. 
It was Correct. He, he backed him big time, right? And now when it's when he lost a couple games, oh, uh, now he's terrible and he's about to get me fired. I'm gonna get rid of this guy and act like, oh, well, we didn't know. It's like what a year and a half. Yeah, I mean Pat Hayden. I don't know survives this either at the end of the season. Not that uh, Pat Hayden can't go do something yeah. better. I'm, well, can he? I mean, he's yeah. he's handled this horribly. Yeah, but he's not going to be doing stuff in sports after this. He's going to go to some you know uh, exchange thing and uh, uh, what do you call it? A trust fund manager. He's going to do some of this crap, make a ton more money with less stress and less media scrutiny, and he'll be fine. Pat Hayden will be fine. He's almost doing USC a favor right now just by being there and adding a little gravitas to a miserable situation. Yeah. But I still don't know that he survives this either. But in any case, we have baseball to talk about and Walking Dead, so we got to jump on it. So let's do it. Let's do After it. three seconds of Richard Cheese. This is my last resort. No, wait. This is my last resort. Would it be wrong? MLB playoffs are in full swing right now. Ooh, Man, Royals. how about well before we get to the Royals, let's Royals. just hit the other series. I know it's all you're like thinking about. You're wearing the shirt, you know. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays, my pick for the World Series, coming back against Texas in a big way. Down two days as we record this, lost two to first two, two at right home, now. won the next two at Texas. Cut at the heart of a champion. Is there right any way there? that Texas comes back and wins Game Five? Yes, maybe. Yes, I, I don't do, know, absolutely though. think. Uh, you know I, what? It's baseball. It's a funny game like yeah. that. One game swing, one pitcher gets hot. You know, it happens. Yeah. Prince Fielder hits a couple moon well, shots. We have Cole Hamels up against Very good. Marcus Stroman. I mean, that's a great matchup. Any, either one of those guys could have no hit stuff at any point in time. And as we're recording right now, the Cubs are on the verge of clinching against the Cardinals. My other World Series pick. You just jinxed them, Ray. What happened? Nothing. I'm just oh, saying okay. he probably did. Well, it's the eighth inning, and they're up by a couple of runs right now. Maybe we'll kick in at the end of the show and see yeah. what happens. Uh, you know, obviously, you guys will know by the time you hear this, but still very, very exciting stuff. Give me that look. No, I, th- I thought the Cubs just had a base hit, but they walked the bases loaded. That's you know, so kind of good. Kind of good. Uh, cool. So we have the other series going on right now. I mean, the Dodgers and Mets is just sort of a back and forth. I haven't really even been watching it. Well, that I mean, Dodgers series, we'll see what happens tonight. But yeah. Kershaw lost the first game, uh, and he still has not pitched great in the, Let in the playoffs. Let me say right now, is there any way he loses today? Yes. I don't I don't think so. They're in New I York. Th- New York is very tough to beat at home. I think he gets clutched tonight and throws it throws a gem. Is he going up against Jacob deGrom who was unhittable in he was game 1? Very very he's been good okay. all season. Yeah. So I still um, say right now I think that he uh, he gets it done. I think that series is over tonight. Wow. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. And what about your boys? And you know that series turned too when Chase Utley slid into second base and broke uh, the second the shortstop Tejada's leg with his that, face with that, his face with his face that series turned because that Mets last game, pissed. the Mets were mad, and, they got and pissed. you know. So tell me about your boys, because when the score was six to two, six in, to two in the eighth inning, in the top of the eighth inning, you were actually texting me saying, "Ray, I don't think we can record this week." No, all right, maybe it was before that, but that was, still, it was a yeah. miserable week, is what it was all shaping out to. It was actually, it was actually the game before that when uh, Keuchel, uh Dallas Keuchel, beat them in Game Three. It was on Saturday, and you were you were you were telling me. Ray, I don't think we are going to record this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was joking with you. But of course we're going to record. Of course but, we're going to record because uh, Misery Loves Company. Misery Loves Company. Maybe we rename the show Misery Loves Company, yeah. the Raisin Brent Sports um, Hour. Yeah, but that, man, 
not since last year's wildcard game have we seen such a great comeback in late innings, right? It's true. Now, <laughs> like the I, Royals are making a, a habit of that. I wanted to record tomorrow night, Wednesday night, after game five, but you know full well, you're, if they lose that game, you will need a full week before you'll be prepared to talk That's about it. That's correct. So do you guys, do you think, are, are the Royals done? Basically, I got to ask you. Are the Royals done? Are the they Royals... just forced game five at home. Yeah, but they lucked out. And they got that dude from Total Recall that comes out of your stomach, Johnny Quato. Oh, because he's been awesome this year. Well. He's been so good. He was okay. He almost didn't make the postseason roster. No, He's been he didn't. so he pitched, good. He pitched game two. The guy right? inside his chest made it, but he wasn't going to make it. Uh, I believe you're talking about your Detroit Lions if you're talking about people not making postseason rosters because they were 20 games behind. Yikes. Yeah. You mean, but you mean, Johnny Cueto was still started game two. He gave up three runs. Not a terrible. Not a good performance. No. Not, that's a high ERA. It's like a okay. 4.5 ERA if you missed six Well, innings. according to you, you said four was under, average. Under four is good. You said four was average. Well, I said under four is good. You and said four, four is was average. average, so four and a half in one game. You were talking about in a one-game sample. You were completely twisting it. I said anybody who gets an ERA under four is good, and then you tried to tell me that, so if the guy that in the that's bull- not true. So if the guy in the bullpen, because you, since you're going to base it on a one-game sample, the guy in the bullpen comes in and doesn't let the inherited runner score. He has a, he has he gives up two runs, and his ERA is three, and instead of saying he was terrible, you'd be like, he was awesome. Even though there's no difference, it, it was the bullpen that gave up the third run. Shouldn't let those guys on base. Shouldn't let him on. So he, if you don't want him to I'm score, just saying, don't let him on. If the guy had struck out, you'd be saying, "Oh, you'd be saying he's awesome." But no, you're, you're backing away from the question. Are the Royals done this? Oh, the Royals year? are going to win game. Why five? are the Royals going to win game five? Because that was such a crushing defeat for Houston, a young team at home when the crowd was crazy and they, they were going nuts. The, the Texas governor accidentally tweeted out, "Congratulations to the Houston Astros for advancing." Oh, Texas, Texas, Texas. Doesn't that seem like that's just leading? You know. Just like uh, Game Six of the nineteen eighty five World Series, the Royals got a little lucky, and then they came back home for the last game and won eleven enough. I feel like the Royals are going to win easily. In game I five. have to ask this question: If the Rangers lose to Toronto in Game Five, mm-hmm. and the Astros lose to KC in Game Five, does Texas secede from the Union officially? I hope so. Do they leave? That would be great news. That'd be not great, great news. news as Texas leaving. I'm just saying it'd be exciting news be exciting news then we could be like really multinational three countries right? yeah canada the united states and texas yep. um so you really you honest to god honest because i don't think the royals have a chance in this game what are you talking i about? think that the astros have got uh, the team of destiny right now if they were the team of destiny they wouldn't would have won a game four also correct at home but i think it's a better story they blow it and then have redemption okay. ultimate redemption from all their well, players they win nine nothing is it possible yeah okay is it possible that Houston will win this game yes they're a good team they 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 play defense as well or nearly as well as the Royals they score a lot of runs like the Royals do but in different ways they hit all home runs a and lot strike out a lot the Royals don't strike out and hit a bunch of singles it's true so we'll see what happens we will uh, see am I confident in Quaid on game five I told my friend today 85 percent not hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think I don't know. I think he's going to start a little strong. He's going to make it two, three innings, and he's going to look really good. And KC fans are going to start feeling Here's good about themselves. And then he's going to give up six runs in the fourth, fifth, and sixth Here's innings if he makes it that far. He will not give up six runs in the inning because it's an elimination game. And if he gives up two runs, they'll be into the bullpen because the they'll Royals be have eight million guys in the bullpen that are good. Wade Davis goes five innings. <laughs> yeah, of ten hit ball. Yee. Yee. So, but okay, you believe in them. I don't. That's fine. We're okay. going to see what happens when it all shakes down. We'll have a much clearer picture, obviously, next week. Yeah, we'll be in the middle of the next round next gotta week love it. with whoever it is. But uh, it's time, Brent. Speaking of teams that I think are dead, like KC, we got to talk about the walking dead. Ooh. KC is still walking. They're dead. They don't even know it yet. We're all dead, and we don't know it yet, Ray. Wow, that was deep. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> zombie time after three seconds of Rick Astley. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Walking Dead is back. Fear the Walking Dead is in the rearview mirror, and the flagship has returned. How excited are you? What'd you think of the premiere, Brent? Uh, I thought it was stylistically stylistically was very interesting. Agreed. Kind of what they did. Uh, it was a little slow. That was very. It was slow. basically like one kind of plot all the way through, pretty much. It was a slow burn for the entire episode that didn't have a lot of. To but me, it, it didn't have a lot of side. But plots. it was kind of like a caper movie, wasn't it? We're setting up this whole thing for a caper at the end, and then of course it doesn't go exactly to plan. Correct, but I didn't even feel like I really understood the plan in the first place, other than just this nebulous like get them out of the quarry and then walk them past the camp and get them down the road. Yeah, I don't think that's a great plan to begin with. Right. So maybe the people of Alexandria, like the crazy dude, the guy who was... Have we seen that guy before this episode? He looks familiar, but... Uh, it's Ethan Embry from one of your favorite movies, Can't Hardly Wait. I, I can't he also say was in the, seen He's seen those commercials with uh, Christy Brinkley in the I car. I have seen the commercials. Because he did play Rusty in, a, in one of the... I think it was Vegas Vacation he played Rusty. Oh, was he the guy in the van driving? Yes. Okay. With Christy Brinkley. To be fair, that guy would be lucky if he landed Christy Brinkley. <laughs> well, even now. wouldn't anybody be? Yeah. Well, maybe not now. I mean, the guy she has been with, Billy Joel, lucky to be with Christy Brinkley. And also, Christy Brinkley, lucky to be with Billy Joel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe not looks-wise, but yeah. that's a guy with staying powers, all I'm she trying to say. She could be with a lot of musicians uh, that, that are better looking than Billy Joel. Uh, lots of musicians. Trust me, and I'm a big fan of William Joel. William Joel. Uh, in any case, so the plan exists, and so uh, your boy Ethan Embry, he tries, to, he tries to run like a rebellion against mm-hmm. Rick. Yeah. That goes about as well as you think it would. As uh, Eugene drops the jar of preserves, and how great was that moment in the show when uh, he kind of comes around, points the gun at Eugene, and Eugene's response was, "Hello, hello." <laughs> I audibly friend laughed. Show, friend of the show, Josh McDermott. Josh McDermott is so wonderful on on The Walking Dead. Like, it almost feels like a role he was born to play, right? <laughs> Oh, it's a perfect He's role for Josh. He's so good yeah. in that role. He's good at playing this innocent, kind of having kind of a dopey innocence. Uh, that's that's Josh. You just don't believe. I just don't believe he could do harm. <laughs> and yet, when he's the guy pulling the trigger at the end of whatever episode to like save the guy from the other guy, you're just like, yeah, of yeah. course I can see him doing that. Yeah. He's kind of great. But uh, so so yeah, that guy gets his butt handed to him by Rick. Oh, he does, man. Oh. Talk about a power play by Rick's. Just like get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? Rick's like, do you even lift, bro? <laughs> <laughs> he does. He's got the gun on him, and he's just holding it there, and he's just like, guess I got to kill him. And then Daryl's just like, come on, Rick. And he's just like. And he's like, here, you can even have your gun back, pussy. Yeah. He looks at him, he's just like, mm, I guess I don't want to. Here's your gun. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's like pooping himself there. But uh, that guy. Now clean yourself up. However, though, I mean, you got to say, like, the people that were, like, letdowns last season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you got the guy who helped build the fence, even though he's new. Yeah. He came around and wanted to be a team player, even though he was kind of vocal about, like, his. he was being a Naismith, yeah. which, let's face it, the Walking Dead crew needs a Naismith. They just need somebody who isn't going to work actively against the team. They need a naysayer, but I don't understand how, you know, Rick has basically, <laughs> with all that's happened, how he can still sit there and go, oh, we got to get rid of this guy. You would be dead without Rick. It's true. It's absolutely true. And the guy that tried to kill Glenn last season, like, there's some sort of understanding going on now. Uh, and him and Glenn are cool with each other? Yeah. They respect I mean, I each think, other? I think 
he respects Glenn's power, and Glenn respects that he he's trying to make up for what he he, he was following the other guy that was a d bag. He realized that uh, you know he overestimated uh, uh, his own abilities, and that Glenn is just working super hard to keep everybody alive. And I think he finally like quote unquote gets it. Yep. Not everybody gets it. This guy gets it, which almost guarantees he's either going to be a major character for seasons to come or he's going to be dead in three weeks yeah one of those two things i guarantee because it's the walking dead so yeah so basically it's a big reunion show i mean I, I do love the fact they went black and white and then they went color and all the stuff happening current day was in mm-hmm. color and all the the flashback stuff that led us to this right. point was black and white because when that first scene happened with the trailers and the trucks and the quarry was your first thought like okay here's what leads into the mid-season finale possibly yeah and then i kind of figured it out Pretty quickly, and well, pretty quickly, yeah. they let you know that's not what was happening. But that was my first thought: is oh, they're going to pull like the Breaking Bad deal, where they're going to show you what's how it, uh, an episode at the end of the season is going to begin, and then the whole season is going to be how did we get here? Well, it was interesting. We kind of find out why uh, this town, the little town they're in, has avoided all the zombies. It's because there are ten million zombies stuck in the quarry. Yeah, it's because they're next to the quarry. <laughs> And zombies just keep falling off the hill into the quarry, and they're stuck down there because there's a couple semis holding them in. And that's, it's basically a giant pit. Yeah. When it's all, and the, yeah, the one path that comes out of it is just like loaded with semis, which, you know, plausible deniability. I'll give them credit for that. It was like, to, I had to use video game logic for that one. Right. There's a part of me that thinks they could have crawled under and gotten through but if then they there really was a, wanted well, to. Well, but then there's a couple of them that, but, but the zombies don't think. True. You know, they don't crawl over things. And the couples that were sliding through, they're like ripping all their skin off. And, that, that was gross. awesome. That was pretty cool. Oh, that was so cool. But it was gross. Uh, that's, that is the reason my wife will not watch the show. <laughs> I saw that part in the scene. I was just like, oh, that's why. That's why right there. Because that was horrifying. Um, I had to use video game logic. The reason they can't get through is because there's an invisible barrier yeah. there that keeps them because video game logic. So Ethan Embry's character, uh, what was his name? Nobody cares. He's dead now. That's true. He is dead. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He has alert. a great death, though. He, he thinks, does. He gets his face chewed off. He gets his face chewed off. And you can see a big old just red thing. Was yeah. that the zombie that they had left tied to the tree? No. Earlier? Um, because they, they put that in the preview, like, previously on Walking Dead. Yeah. They specifically showed that zombie stuck to the tree. And I couldn't remember if Glenn killed him or not. And I was like, why would they show that? And then he gets eaten by a zombie uh, who stuck to a tree. Well, what ha- I watched the Talking Dead, which, you know, they have uh, Greg. That is the thing. The, the uh, producers of Walking Dead on. Sure. And they said that it was had to do with it was one of those zombies that had squeezed through okay. with the thing and then hit but that pulled all of his intestines out and then him walking through the things his intestines all got wrapped up in the tree oh, okay. so he's just kind of stuck there. It's good for me. Gross but good for yeah, me. Yeah, sure. Uh, so he that guy tries to have a weird moment of heroism and as soon as he breaks off from the party and says I'm going to run up ahead and I'm going to do this job in this party or group mm-hmm. and I'm thinking to myself, "Whoa." Oh. See you later. Well, nice this guy's you, dude. this guy's not competent yeah. and he's asking to basically take points. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens with many people who take points? They die. They die. Yeah. <laughs> That's the whole reason why people don't want to take points. They're the first ones to get murdered. As is the case with him. And how about the fact he just kept screaming? And not that I blame him. Jeez. He's screaming and screaming. Rick's like, you got to shut up. You got to shut up. You got to shut up. Stab. You know, what I didn't understand about that is, okay, Rick's already seen that he's been bitten. Just kill the dude. Don't let him keep screaming. Because there's no saving him anyway. Well, there's no saving him, but they could still use him in the short term. How? In theory. He's going to bleed out. His face face is bleeding um you know maybe that's not a spot where you is, bleed a lot he also is screaming ray the screaming is what did it yeah the screaming is why rick killed him yeah rick had should have killed him sooner and then they would because the they were leading we didn't talk about this but they're basically leading the zombies out of that out of the quarry out of the quarry and past the town past the town so they could just keep very going methodically down by by using their motorcycles and barricades and and automobiles 
and he starts screaming out there, and the zombies start running towards him. Yeah, surprise. And then, also as that happens, somebody back at the town starts just blowing this horn, and everything goes haywire. The zombies are not following the path anymore. Nope. The zombies have said, oh, there's a big sound over here. I'm going now, to go this way. Is it possible that this is, you know, anybody other than the wolves blowing yes. the horns? Who? You th- I-, I didn't even consider the wolves as being in it. If they're going to be the enemies this year, I guess maybe. Yeah. It would make sense to lead them off this way. I'm wondering if it's not like somebody from the town who maybe does think Rick needs to go, and this is maybe his way of doing Or but Here's the deal. You know what I think it is? The priest. The priest. Because the priest was at- wanted to go on the mission, and Rick said No. Yeah, the priest. Who like, else is going to come? The priest. Oh, that was one of my favorite parts of the episode. The, yes. Uh, who, who else wants to help? Uh, I'd like to help. No. <laughs> so seriously, though, who else? I think it was the priest. You know what? The priest. Screw that guy. They're going to have to exile him. I thought that last season when he did all the stuff he did, yeah. they're going to have to exile the priest because he is not. He brings trouble and puts himself first wherever he goes. Yeah. This is not his first rodeo with priest. killing people. I mean, they showed the they showed plenty of the wolves things in the preview leading up to this episode. Could you see him getting exiled because and joining the wolves, becoming the no. leader of the wolves? He would get eaten by the wolves. I think he literally. The, I think he becomes the leader of the wolves. And I haven't read the comics. I don't know. Not that <laughs> it matters. Here. He <laughs> becomes leader of the wolves. You were just trying because they respect. Are him. you just trying to? do like a Ted Cruz statement right now like I believe it will be based on the evidence that dinosaurs aren't real they were sent here by the devil they were uh, yeah. <laughs> sweet sweet devil oil got it. I mean come on I'll put a bet on this that it's the wolves and you put a bet on I'll give you the field you give me the field you take the wolves yeah. the son of Pete yeah. who was the drunk guy that has the hot wife that Rick was kind of flirting with uh, and he was the only doctor in the town so they kind of kept him around even though he was kind of a D-bag and he had to go uh he ended up accidentally killing, uh, who was her name, the, the lady that's in Deanna? charge, Deanna's husband. Uh, the, the, the congresswoman from Ohio. Deanna. Yeah, the congresswoman from Ohio. He ends up accidentally killing her husband, and she makes Rick, she says, tells Rick. Rick was probably going to do it one way or the other, but yeah. she completely gave her blessing. Do it, and then he shoots him, and then also when you see Morgan. Rick? <laughs> Rick? Morgan's cool, right? Like Morgan's he's, cool, He's got his poop back together, he's, but. Uh, he, could be, he could be another person that tries to take the, tries to take the conk away from Rick. I don't think so. I think, I think he thinks Rick's a little unstable. I mean, if he's kind of going along with him right now. Anyway, the other person that could be honking the horn is the son of right. Pete, who was upset that they took wouldn't let Pete be buried in the town. That's right. And he followed them out there, and then the wife got mad because Rick kind of roughed up her kid a little bit. He was trying to save his life. I mean, hello. <laughs> he's only trying to save your life. Don't worry about that. Anyway, well, you know I think what? it's the I wolves. Will... I think it's zero percent chance it's the priest. I will take. I will take. I will believe it's the priest, but I will take your bet of the field. Okay. You take the wolves. I'll take, I'll the, take wolves. the non-wolves. Okay. And did did this? Before, uh, I, I've accepted the bet. The bet is now, in the books. If it's, I will say this though. If it's something that's accidental, like somebody's car horn just went off, that doesn't count. No, because it has no, to be the willful act of someone. Nobody did it. Yeah, nobody did it. Uh, did this event happen in the comic books? I don't remember. Okay, good I don't. Enough. I don't think. I didn't know did. if you were betting based on previous no, no, comic no. book knowledge. I don't or not. think that's the only that, thing I want no, to check. No, no, no. If if and it I was the bet, either way. If it was, I wouldn't. Yeah, and and if, even if that was true, I don't even really remember. Uh, I think the wolves are kind of a newer thing in the in the, in comic, the show. So, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, there you go then. So there you go, guys. And uh, uh, what do you think? Uh, cover photo bet. Cover photo. Cover sure. photo. Facebook. I do, not profile pic. Anything, just cover photo. Anything we want or um, the smiling face of the other person. <laughs> my smiling face on your cover. Smi- some kind of smiling face of the other person. That's right. Shirtless. Uh, maybe not. Well, no. <laughs> if you want to send it to me. <laughs> no, thanks. Up. Uh, is that a bet? 
Uh, sure. That's, that's a, bet. a bet. But yeah. uh, real quick before we before we wrap it up and get out of here, uh, really slow. I thought that show could have been done in an hour, not ninety minutes. Possibly. It there felt were, like a cash grab for there advertising. There were a lot of uh, kind of new things happening. You know, uh, Heath Heath showed up. Heath Heath was a big character. Uh, that's right. Know. We didn't even talk about him. Heath, who is the African American guy, the, the nerdy guy hair. with the with the yeah, with like a ponytail, and uh, he seems cool. He seems cool, and he was also played by the same guy that played Dr. Dre in Straight Outta Compton, that which dude, I did not. I had to look it up. That dude is blowing up right now. Yeah, man. Good things ahead, man. Don't screw it up. Don't screw, screw it up. up. Stay off of Twitter, kid. Don't hit send. <laughs> Don't hit send. Don't hit send. Cool, man. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to be doing all season talking about Walking Dead, but until then, it's time to get out of here after three seconds of Buddy Holly and the Crickets. I want to love you night and day. You know my love and not fade and ladies and gentlemen, the game just went final while we're sitting here. The Chicago Cubs have moved on to the NLCS. Wow. How excited are you for Cubs Nation? That's pretty cool. I'm I have a it. lot of friends that are Cubs fans. A lot so of friends that are Cubs good fans. Good for them, man. I mean, are you kidding me? We all I remember know last year when the Royals won the series for the first time in forever. It's got to be huge for them, too. Let me just say, I can remember one of us saying the Cubs were going to pull it together this year. Are you finally willing to give me some props for that statement? Oh, absolutely. Because you made fun of me at the time. Well, I said that if Joe Madden can work his magic, and he clearly did, I didn't think it would come together that quickly, though. The young teams always come together in a flash. You know, this team reminds me a little bit of the 1991 Braves, losing 100 games every year, and then overnight makes the World Series, loses yeah. in seven games. They, you know who else comes they together me fast. They remind me a little bit of the Rays, the first time that uh, Joe that. Madden bring. You know, it's the same coach. Unfortunately, both of those teams failed to win the World Series. Different types of teams, though. The the you know the Rays team was uh, a lot of line drives, and this team's home run, home, home run, runs. home run. Lots of young hitters and lots of like. St- Stud pitchers. Lots of strikeouts, too. Man. So uh, give them credit, man. The uh, Mets or Dodgers, whoever ends up facing them, is in for I a handful. I think the Dodgers are done. I, you know, I have a lot of Dodger fan friends, but I think the Mets. I said before the playoffs, I think the Mets are kind of a team of destiny. They're playing pissed off right now yeah. after the uh, Utley thing that happened. But um, anyway, that's going to be the show for this week. As always, you can hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up, facebook.com slash Podcast. You can email the show, raybrentpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Podcast Or individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. And once again, Facebook, hit us up there. Give us a five-star review on Amazon. Amazon. You can do it on Amazon, but I prefer it on iTunes. If I could go ahead and just put that out there. Can't we be on Amazon, too? You know what? Yes. Amazon streaming something. I bet we already are, and we don't even know it. Can't we be Amazon princesses like uh, Wonder Woman? You're not tall enough. Sorry. We have people we want to thank this week. We have to thank Jeremy Buck and the Bang. The train wrecks. Got to thank the train wrecks. Got to thank Jordan Monsell. Monsell me some art. Go to Sil- Silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook. Uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago when I said I was going to buy some artwork from Jordan Monsell? Yeah. I'm in the process of buying some artwork from Jordan really? Monsell. He's in New York Comic Con right now selling his wares. And he wrote me and said, when I get back to LA, we will talk about doing a commission for you. What are you making? Um, I'm not. I'm not sure exactly yet. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something GI Joe related because he does the fantasy. I'm a huge fan of GI Joe, as you know. You know what I like about GI Joe? Real American hero. Yes, GI Joe is there. Yeah, more than meets the eye. And that's Transformers. Oh, but what if transformed into a GI Joe? Then it'd be a GI Joe. Yeah, cool. In any case, we also have to thank our intrepid producer. 11th place out of 12 in our fantasy league. Dino. We didn't talk about our fantasy, right? You and Dino holding down 11th and 12th place. It's amazing. What upsets me is the guy who's in ninth right now has scored about 80 points fewer than me, but has one more victory. So here's the deal. In this league, all you got to do is run off a couple victories in a row. I'm not. It's never time to press the panic button. Hey, look, I I, I feel you. Uh, I am just I'm thinking I have four wins now. 
And if I get one more win, I think I assure myself of not winning the last place. That's my first goal in the league. Don't win the last place True. naked baby trophy. But, I mean, when, last week my opponent scored the most points in the league. So it's just, you sure. know, what can you do? When yeah. the, I have said before, uh, the person who scores the most points hey, in the league what? runs a 1,000 winning you know percentage. What? You should have done a better job of stopping his team, right? Oh, you know what? My defense is terrible. <laughs> Is there anybody you want to thank, Brent? Uh, no. Is there anybody you want to thank, Ray? Yes, yes, there is, as a matter of fact. Thank you for asking. I'd like to thank my mom and my dad, and I'd like to thank Mike Riley for ruining the Nebraska program. But you just said your mom and dad were the worst right before that off-air. That's right, but that was off-air. Oh, my bad. Good night, everybody. You're gonna have to drag me out in chains.